Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP. It's your boy Dave Neal with Tasha Courtney. Ooh, that's the fresh sound of a green tea on a Sunday night. Don't you love a good warm tea in Portsmouth, Rhode Island, as we wrap up a weekend trip to see my family? How was it? Did you survive? Just barely. It was great. How awesome was it that my parents ended up extending their, extending or renewing their vows? What's the term? Renewing. Renewing their vows the weekend that we were home. Um, That was interesting. We had a nice little private ceremony for them, these old farts. You know, they're like, you may kiss the bride. He's like, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Did you, was this, uh, was this maybe the most relaxing trip that we've had home? Yeah, it was pretty relaxing. It's nice that it's not the holidays. I feel like the most relaxing part was that we went to Thrifty Car Rental and got our own car. That's the <laughs> number one way to visit family is get a vehicle to leave the family. <laughs> Because otherwise I'm stuck borrowing a flatbed truck or whatever they have. And then I got to go do errands to, you know, justify the Catholic guilt of, you know, or what's it called when you help somebody out and then you need stuff from them? That's that's what families are all about. Oh, you can do this for me, but you will pay the price in return. Anyway, we've got Game of Thrones we need to get to tonight to cap off our weekend here. And um, so I so this week when I was trekking around New York, I interviewed Chrissy Mayer. She's a stand-up comedian who did the Rogue Island Comedy Festival with me, and she I knew her when we started comedy um, uh, back in New York decades ago. And um, we actually talked. It's, it was interesting because we talked about. Uh, I wanted to search it. Uh, you know, it's funny going into these episodes when I don't really know the person because who knows what we're going to talk about. We talked about multi-goal syndrome. Have you heard of this? No. Okay, so it's actually really interesting, and I just pulled up an article. Um, it's a common issue, especially in the arts, where creativity tends to outpace practicality, and people aspire to become multi, multi-hyphenates. Um, Multi-goal. Oh. Refers to someone having a ton of different interests and goals without having a tangible, organized plan for how to achieve any of them. Boy, that doesn't sound familiar to me. <laughs> and then the top note was multi-goal syndrome, an affliction to commonly found amongst actors, actors, artists, and creative professionals. Symptoms include frustration, burnout, and applying to law school. <laughs> <laughs> I consider applying to law school every other week. So we talked a little bit about that. And of course, you, our favorite listeners, will hear this conversation shortly. But yeah, it's the idea that just like there's a million things you want to accomplish and it gets so overwhelming. Sometimes we don't get one of them done. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, we need to um, better search ways to overcome multi-goal syndrome. But that's probably a sort of um, common sim- symptom amongst our generation of people that want a little bit of everything out of life. No longer are we just like you know specifically good at one thing everyone's trying to be a and can tend to do just one thing because we don't really have the rewards that previous generations had for sticking with one job for a long time so we should be specific with our goals like um signing up for our patreon.com slash the sap um and um actually that was fun we went uh we went to newport rhode island you know established in 1639 it's a beautiful city a home of the pirates and scoundrels and billionaires of the previous worlds Ooh, that sounded really good the way i described it uh newport rhode island is um yeah it's where i was born and bred uh and raised and uh it's um we we wrote some postcards to our previous uh, to our sap community every new person who signs up for the patreon gets a postcard so we sent those out and i think from now on we're going to be sending out our postcards to new members on the 15th of the month that's going to be our mid-month goal from our multi-goal syndrome thing that we do so if you sign up for into our monthly postcard yeah so if you yeah and then we have people that get a monthly postcard um like oz and kyle and i think that's it right now um paul (laughs) a few different people uh and we appreciate you guys so much so uh that's just us sending some physical love your way again if you don't know what patreon it what is what i love is our two newest members sophia and kaya is it kaya is that i'm pronouncing it right kaya kaya or kaya how do we pronounce your name kaya or kaya and Sophia, which I believe our two states are Minnesota and Georgia, which is very amazing that we've got a Georgia Pete's and a frozen Minnesotan. Frozen <laughs> Minnesotan. I like that. I didn't. Boy, just the poetry rolling off my tongue. Anyway, um, they they had to kind of you know you have to learn how to use it. You gotta you gotta go into the app store and download Patreon and then t- and put you know figure out what 
tier you want to join in. I know it's I know it's new and it's it's amazing to me that we've got 14, which was my lucky number. People signed up in the two months that we started. It makes a difference. Trust me, you are providing us with a little bit of assurance to get, you know, we're upgrading to a bigger place where we're going to be building out a full-time podcast studio. And of course, the Patreon subscribers are getting a ton of extra content. We promised two extra solo episodes a month, but actually, now that we're doing the private Weird AF episodes with Jonesy and a few other car casts, looks like we're going to be given, you know, around four to five hours of extra content a month. So we're pretty much doubling what you get here. Um, I can guarantee the next time we chat on the private Patreon, we're probably going to be talking about some of the crazy things that are going on in our lives, but we just can't get to it always with these interviews. So again, it's patreon.com slash the sap is there anything there you said and then tomorrow we fly back to los angeles and we both have middle seats in different aisles aisles of rows Rose. so that'll be fun i feel like we should just lean over whoever's sitting on the 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 aisle and then talk to each other at full volume until somebody decides that's to move that's obnoxious i feel like that's the decision we need it would to be make one thing if we had like one good seat we could barter with but we don't have any good seats we've got to get to the airport very early should we just pay cash they, they always do this. This is the funny thing, right? They always do like, oh, you know, for 20 bucks, you can upgrade. What if we just offer a guy 20 bucks? Hey, switch seats with us. We'll give you 20 bucks and an edible. <laughs> you know, I'll rub your leg during the flight. What do you need? You know what I mean? I don't know. Anyway, um, we'll get to our chat with Chrissy Mayer. And uh, um, yeah, are you excited to be home? Yes. Are you excited to see the dog? Yes. You can find all these exploits on Tasha's Instagram at Tasha Courtney. I'm at D Niels. What else, did we, what else did we do here that we wanted to mention? It was kind of a pretty low key. I just gained 10 pounds of pasta. Oh, my gosh. Fucking way your family you makes you You knew eat. what you were ordering. I'll give you that. That dish looked delicious, though. It was amazing. Um, all my nieces and nephews, my youngest niece, I finally got to hang out with her. She still looks at me and flicks boogers my direction. She thinks I'm disgusting, and she cries every time I even look at her. But, hey, that's the ladies, folks. You're right. You just can't control your ladies. So here's to you, my niece, uh, Madeline. Uh, this episode's for you. And, oh, the, funny, the other funny part is how many of our cousins, it seemed, listen, or my cousins listen to this podcast? Yeah, they and nobody told us that they were listeners. They just sneakily put into conversation, oh, yeah, we've been listening to episodes. And then you're like, oh, gosh. I talk a lot of shit for having. Do you talk a lot of, you talk a lot of shit about well, you? Well, now one of my cousins listens, and it, I'm sure I talk shit about that one aunt that we just saw. Like, I'm sure I talk shit about her. And then my and then I find out my cousin listens. And I'm like, oh, I've been talking about your mother. Uh, don't worry. I'm trying to equally um, spread out uh, my um, smack talk along uh, with everyone in the family, as you should do. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should have a podcast where they talk trash about their family. It's very therapeutic. Anyway, um, uh, I guess we'll get out of here. So here's our here's my chat with Chrissy Mayer. Everyone have a fantastic week. And again, your support does not go unnoticed. We love it so much. If you can only hang out with us on the free version, hey, congratulations. It is the last couple days of April, and this is the most downloaded month of all time. Thank for you, thank you, thank the you. The sap. What a great way to head into my 25th birthday. <laughs> Plus nine, 34-year-old birthday. Birthday, May 1st. Uh, if you guys want to send me a birthday gift, don't bother. Just sign up for the Patreon. That's all you need to do for me. <laughs> and um, Tasha's birthday is shortly after. You'll have a birthday episode next week. So this one doesn't count as your birthday episode. But we'll make sure Does everybody this one count know. As your birthday this is episode? my birthday episode, I guess. I don't know. What am I supposed to? I mean, we'll do. Let's do a. We'll do like a private. Let's do an episode on my birthday. Okay. That'll be a fun thing. We'll we'll go over our multi goal syndrome uh, for the which which by the way, multi goal syndrome makes it sound like it's a bad thing to have multi goals. I just think it makes it more complicated. And it says, "Why have multiple you gotta goals?" Have a plan. That's that's the. So they showed. The story. Yeah, here's the. Oh, I should post this meme here. The multi goal syndrome for Forrest Gump. One, teach Elvis to dance. Two, meet JFK. Three, win world ping pong championship. For it. get on TV with John Lennon, open shrimp company, invest in Apple computer, run across America. Not bad for Forrest over there. So anyway, one of my goals, of course, is to be more independent with the podcast and having um, a way to generate um, income while also providing you guys with more content. So, hey, we've got that going. Now we just need to keep ramping up the social media. And as we build the new studio, we're going to be ramping up our video production and our bigger guests. And you guys heard it here first. We're building an empire. What do you say about that, Tasha Courtney? Sounds great. Okay, everybody have a fantastic week. Happy birthday to me. Bye, everybody. <laughs>
This is exciting. <laughs> wow, we're starting. That's what we did. We just yeah, jump right we into just, it. Just jump in. Now, now uh, I know we're not going to talk about. Do, do we talk about our location or no? We can. This, okay, we're in the Hearst Tower. I don't know anything about this, but we're in the. It's a publishing company. Um, I think started by William Randolph Hearst. This is an old building, like th- this, like brown beige you see around you. Like this was the original building. Oh, so they and, so they gutted it and, and then, then built ten this ten years ago, maybe a little bit more than that. They built this tower in the middle. How many floors is this? Four, Forty-four, and it's by a famous architect. Gosh, I can't remember his name. All that it it's, I should know. <laughs> it's like I, I I know, but it's just like I'm forgetting right now. And he so designed like the whole thing. It's incredible. Uh, the last time I was in New York, we recorded. Um, at another, p- I think it's the building next door. It couldn't oh, have really? been this one, but it was uh, also like a public, it's just a publishing area. Is okay. this where a lot of publishing is or something? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. New York's very divided with like, there's fashion is on 38th street, published oh. magazines. But yeah, we, I think we recorded right next door. So it's funny that, you, that this is where we're doing wow. this. Wow. I wonder if you were like kind of nasty or something. Yes. You were? I think okay. that's where it was. No, no, no. That's down by in the forties, right? I don't know. It was literally within a block of here. Anyway, okay. this is boring maybe to our audience. Maybe you were in the Bank of America building? I don't know. I was Because I was wondering if I was in this building, and maybe I went through a different entrance. I don't know. It, it was this is the only... You would have, like, remembered this. This yeah, is, like, I, the main, like, I would have definitely remembered this. Atrium this is beautiful. Stuff. And I love, I love doing these, like, remote podcasts because the audience can, like... You get to feel the energy, that slight hum in the background, you know? Yeah, it's like a... A humming. We're in like a big sort of atrium. There's like a cafeteria. Like it's during lunchtime. So you can like look at everybody. But we're also elevated. So people aren't really looking at us, which is my favorite. Yes. This yeah. is a, so uh, comedy. I feel like we talk about comedy. We talk about dating and kind of how everything in our world sort of mushed together. You got to balance your side gigs. I mean, you've done this job for a while, but would you, you would consider this a side gig to your stand up? Is that your main? Yeah, this is, yeah, we're at my day job right now. Um, and it's really nice because like we, I, we snuck this in like while my, my boss is at lunch. So yeah, I know about how long he'll take and I'm like, well, we'll just go, you know what I mean? Like, and he's not going to come down here. (laughs) I don't know. I'm like a grown woman hiding, but like, I think (laughs) it's hiding in plain sight. Yeah. So it's good. It how works. You, we met doing stand-up. I was here six years ago, and then you were probably doing it for a few years before that. Like I've been doing it for, I think, nine years. It's a process, huh? It is. And, I, and I'm just now realizing that I, I've been serious, really serious about stand-up only truly the last three or four years. Like, yeah. I've really... Um, and even, even now, I still feel like I could be kicking it up even more. But I was very casual my first bunch of years doing it and yeah are you gonna keep like this job until uh, until you just can't probably yeah yeah because i definitely don't make enough from stand-up like i and i don't want to like live off ramen so it's like i'm just gonna like keep a job as long as i can a friend of mine just got into comedy and he, uh, which is, I should have totally told him not to. What a bad friend you I am. You told him not to? <laughs> no, I didn't. I was like, oh, yeah, go for it. And uh, he was like, so, do you make like 10 grand or oh what? God. Like, what's, what are you doing? And I go, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like, no. Like, you know, I feel like it's yeah. just, it's, it's like going to the gym for a long time. But unlike other, like, like athletes, they've got this ticking kind of time clock, like, like gymnasts, right? If you're 17 and you're not like the top in the world, you're not mm. going to be an Olympic gymnast. You wow. know what I mean? That's Baseball, true. it's 28. Every, every age is a thing. But with comedy, the burn and the process is so long because what you're really doing is like strengthening your brain, your, yeah. your reflexes and, and your, all that. And your brand too. You're like, it takes a few years of you knocking around going, okay, like, what is my what is my thing? What is my like message? What what is my like look? What is my you know? So what's your uh, thing, Chrissy Mayer? What's your oh god? Feels <laughs> <laughs> like thing? an interview. What's your five year plan? I think what's it's your thing? like I feel like my brand is like sassy, childless, unmarried um, woman in her uh, late twenties, early thirty. You know, my age, age is very ambiguous. I <laughs> uh, you know. I hope to be like like an Asian, you know, like where you can't really tell how old they are. Like an Asian. Yeah. <laughs> now you're are you, you're from Jersey, Third Long from? Island. Long same Island. Thing. I, I don't know the yeah. difference. Yeah, it's all the same to me. What's um? How, does dating fit into you? Got your full time day job. You got stand up at yeah. night. I mean, how many? First of all, how many spots you do in a, a week? Like, what's it really varies. Sometimes, you know, like. It really, it really depends. Like if I'm trying to get a tape, then I could get like three or four in a night or however many you can possibly handle. 
When um, you say trying to get a tape for my non-comedian listeners, what do you describe what you're talking about? Oh, oh t- a tape like to submit for some kind of audition or festival. Like if you got a new bit that you're working on yeah. and you just want to get it, yeah. Yeah, sometimes uh, a booker will ask you for like a five-minute tape or even sometimes for like America's Got Talent. They want like a 90-second tape. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. So, you, so now I'm just thinking like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably just write specific jokes for, for that show because I feel like nothing I have is, is a good fit for it right, right now. Like I have to study it and be like, okay, they want a very specific type of they thing. They want like a very set up punch because yeah. you're doing an audience full of They don't want a real comic. comic. They want a clown. Yeah. So like I have to just be like, okay, like what is the clown version of me in 90 seconds? So <laughs> a lot of it is like, I feel like catering it to what the person or the booker needs. Um, and then you got to hit on Howie Mandel with your, your single yeah, mom yeah. energy. Yeah, I'll just try to touch him because he's <laughs> such a germaphobe. Um, yeah, I mean, but then some weeks are slow. Like some weeks, if if I'm like not in a hustle mode, like maybe I'll have like one or two spots a week or you really are always just as busy as you want to make yourself. I feel like stand up is so, it's so, uh, like, you know, when when actors, uh, there's all these other like art forms, writers, that's such a long process, but stand ups, we really break it down to like the week. Like, what did I do this week? Which can be good in the sense that like you're very short sighted, but also I, like I struggle with my long term goals where my girlfriend's always like, Tasha's always like, what do you, why aren't you doing colleges? Why aren't you? And I'm like, Mm. this is a fucking, you just like, it's so easy to say all the reasons why you don't do things versus like, all right, maybe I should, or like I'm writing like a pilot. Maybe I should take a, just a, a week off of stand up and spend all that time where I would literally be waiting around at a bar and actually do productive things, you know? Yeah. And you really have to just like, and I, it's so easy to like have real excuses and made up excuses, especially when you're somebody who like has a job, has a boyfriend. Some people have kids, some people have families. Um, I think that's really good. It's like, it's, it's like important to really focus on specific goals. Like, yeah, this month I'm just going to write, or this month I'm going to work on getting booked to colleges, you know? Cause if, creative people suffer from this thing called multi-goal syndrome and I only know that because I took this class called like the path class where it help they help you um you know break down your big goals like six month one year two year and like beyond and then it's, it's so interesting. multi-goal syndrome yeah. it's a bad thing it's a bad thing and it's something that most creative people have because it's like oh I want to you know sell merch on my website I need to finish all my packets I need to write a sitcom I need to get booked to colleges i need to find a manager oh my gosh you're describing my calendar yeah and then all these (laughs) things it's like your mind is like a circus and then i i sometimes just get overwhelmed thinking about everything i have to do and then i just don't whereas like if i just took it month by month and and like like let me just have one goal for a month which to me feels like not enough like not hustling enough but it's like that might be more productive than what I've been doing, which is like carrying the same seven goals over month to month. Exactly. And if you look too long term and you go, all right, yeah. I want I want to have a f- TV show. Then you go, oh, that's so f- overwhelming versus yeah. like opening up your laptop and writing random log lines or treatments. <laughs> or, Step you know, one, charge your laptop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my laptop's in. not charged. Better oh, wait till next dead. year. Well, anyway, back to bed. But I meet so many people that go, you know, I'm trying to do this and I, I hate the words I'm trying or I'm, I'm about to, or I'm pursuing. I just hate those words. Oh, you're pursuing that. No, no, no. Like we're here. We're, I'm, you're, oh, you're trying to have a podcast. It's 334 oh, episodes. It's yeah. going fine. Uh, but, but it's, and then, and then I've, and I've, and I've heard people go, yeah. And then I started waitressing and then nine years later and it, it's like, whoa. And it's like, if you, and I, I saw this Gary V quote, which I'm, I, I just Love like, Gary v. Yeah. I just finished crushing it. I had it on audio books. It's just, oh, yeah. it's, he's, it's, it's just simple. And he's like, if you don't, if you don't love what you're doing, why are you, why are you wasting your time? I mean, it's just a simple, like why, if you don't love, if you're not pursuing your passions and, and people that have like crazy near death experiences or a mm. crazy breakup or traumatic events can sometimes be able to make that change or even like for me i got fired early on in advertising just got fired i got fired like at least five times so yeah yeah no no, no. and but for me i was like i didn't try i mean i had like some job interviews for new places but i took it for me as a sign to just like i'm like that's it that's it and i gave it the old college try i mean give it like five it was really how long were you in the job before you were fired five and a half months Oh God, that's not, that's like nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I was literally being fired from the moment I started the job. Yeah. Yeah. I I was immediately being put on reviews and I didn't, I didn't realize that that's what it was. I'd be like, Oh, why am I meeting this boss today? And it's like 30 days into the job. And I'm like, wow, if they had, if they wanted me to change shit, just tell me. 
And I started yeah. the job with um, a lady who just got back from her maternity leave. Okay. And, um, and uh, she and then she ended up quitting like a month in because, you know, like she just couldn't. It just wasn't for her. She, she I was hate like jobs where there's like so much procedural like bullshit and hoops to jump through. Yeah. And like, yeah, right. They have to create some kind of a paper trail. If they want to fire you, they have to make it look like that. They've they've tried all these tried different things. And then like, really my haven't. and then yeah. what ended up happening is my intern took my job, uh, which is fine. It's it. The bl- there was a blessing in that I literally started getting involved with more creative endeavors because while it was an advertising job it was the account side so which is basically like you know secretarial stuff which is fine but it, was, it wasn't like f- filling me creatively oh and god I, and i know yeah. people say they go look i've been a secretary it. someone's a secretary like my whole working life and it's the most unfulfilling shit you can do yeah but yeah. the good thing though is that you've you found like a creative outlet so you can balance the two mm-hmm. Stand, this was years before I thought stand-up was a thing. Because okay. back before, like, the internet was really... You know, at that at that point, you weren't watching YouTube clips of comics. No. You just thought, you're either Chris Rock or Dane Cook or you're not. There was no, like, gateway to enter. And now, right. it's like whenever people say, like, I don't know what I want to do. I, I'm always like, what? Well, what? what? <laughs> it's okay if you got soup on the mic. On <laughs> These mics are built for rock stars. I you can like, spill you beers know, on them. get the tidiest food possible... The and next, the next podcast yeah. guest is going to be like, I'm craving lentils, and I don't like, know did why. Did somebody dip this into soup? <laughs> There's guacamole yeah. on your mic. Um, no, but I didn't want to make this about me. But it, the, make str- it about you. the struggle, the struggle of deciding what you want to do and then pursuing it. While comics, w- we kind of do it. We kind of follow this like pack of bisons just running. You know what I mean? You go, well, I guess I just start doing mics, and then you right. meet a comic who's like ahead of you, and you go, how do I do that? Oh, here's a website. Okay, how do I do that? And then you see some comic crushing and you go, I want to do that. Because there's no set path. You just have to like either follow your nose and just do what you love or kind of look around you and just do what everybody else is doing. And just like, oh, let me hustle similarly to these people that uh, I think are doing well. What's your what's your ideal like um, outcome? Um, I would like to have my own show. Like I really admire Amy Schumer's career where she like had her own show. It was like kind of like a variety show, which I would love. And then, or maybe, you know, movies either based on your life or like, you know, that you, that you've written and can be in. I think, I think I would also consider a success is if I made all my income from comedy and creative projects. Like if I, if I didn't need a day job, I didn't need to like be somebody's bitch to pay my bills. (laughs) I think that'd be like really cool. Yeah. I love the idea of hiring friends that are talented. Yeah. And being able to hire them. You know, like whenever whenever I have a show and like I can pay the comics, even if it's like 20 bucks. Oh, it's exciting. It's exciting yeah. just to pay your friends to be like, we did this. And it's not like a power yeah, it's move. Like, it's oh, like, oh, I made a thing. I made yeah. a show. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Now, multi-goal syndrome. So what's, <laughs> so I really like this idea. What, how do you, because it's good to have different goals. So, so what's the idea behind breaking them down is it all about just organizing? Like, what's the most important? Do that first. Yeah, it is you, organizing. Yeah. I think, um, if I, and I remember, and this is a good reminder for me to, like, do this again, but I took this class, like, years ago. You kind of, like, write down everything you want, like, in gen- like in general. Like, it could be something you want to do this week. It could something be something you want in the next 10 years. Just, just do, like, a brain blast. Like, write everything down you possibly can for whatever it was, 15 minutes, I think I remember. And then you group your things into, is this a six-month goal? Is this a year goal? Is this a two-year goal? Is this a three-year goal? You know, like, uh, getting past the cellar or something. Or, um, you know, getting a writing job on Colbert or like whatever it is. And if you go, okay, like, can I get this writing job in the next six months? Yes or no. And then you put that in, you have like these, it's like a target, you know, like these interweaving circles, you know, and then you just rewrite your goals in their like circle. (laughs) And then you just, maybe you could just start with the ones that are in your six month circle that way. You don't overwhelm yourself with everything. You can just kind of like zero in and horse blinder yourself yeah. on the next six months. And, and then you can go even more specifically than that. Okay, well, what am I just focusing on this month? And um, like, I think for me, that w- that's a good way to work because you don't overwhelm yourself. Am I doing it right now? No. <laughs> I just, I just Well, no one's harder on themselves yeah. than a comic. I mean, here you are with it balancing, you know, your day job and your night job and, and you know, like bashing yourself for not, you know, probably Ugh. having a Colbert writing packet. But I understand, yeah. you know, Tasha, uh, you haven't met her, have you? She's mm, usually a, no. does a podcast with me. She, um, 
She she's really big on making the bed first thing in the morning, like really That's a big. good one. She's like, then you've done something for the day, and I'm is like, is that a like a Jordan Peterson thing or a Gary? Probably, thing? Yeah. probably Jordan Peterson. Yeah, I love the fact that he. I love that he's like, don't call other people out if your fucking home's oh, not clean in yeah. an order. Like if your car's messy, that. why you care? Yeah, which political candidate? It's like really like exactly. just take care of your shit. Yeah, and that's like a. That's just like a, such a Zen sort of thing that we worry about is all the, like we worry as comics, we like look at lineups and who's on the lineup and that guy's got a spot. Fuck it. Why? When we're not worrying about our own act and it's like very hard to stay in your own lane. I've had to just like, uh, unfollow a lot of people and like people who I found myself getting competitive with, like in my own head. And it's like, you just got to work on like quieting the chatter down, whether it's like a new thought pattern or like physically changing it like unfollowing or getting certain apps off your phone or like whatever you need to do to like right keep you focused on you it's like obviously so much easier said than done so Um, you talk about being competitive with someone in your own head it's like you've got an enemy and they don't even know it no. Not necessarily an enemy, but so it's like it's like if you're yeah. walking down the street and you just start sprint walking to pass somebody. Yeah. And it's like you're treating every person like they're. And then they make a left you. turn. And you're like, oh hey, I thought we were. <laughs> and none of it matters, and nobody nobody cares what you're up to. Everyone is really just into themselves. And and uh, if they do care about you, that means you're winning. Like the person who cares about the other persons, it's like, if you're busy enough, yeah, you you won't worry about that. But I'm obsessive. I'm obsessed. There's guys in LA that I like, I'm more competitive with like a comic. If he's my type, if there's some comic, who's oh, right. like that makes super sense. character-y, like a really big guy, I'm picturing this big guy with a big beard. Like I'm like, Oh, well like that's, that's a different type. Like but you. like, if it's like a dude who's like, there's a, there's a couple of guys that, that like I've even had on the podcast. They're nice guys. But then I think, I think about the things they they get and I go, fuck man. Aww. Fuck. Like and it's what's like, an example of something that made you feel that way? There was um there was a comic who got like some talk show on MTV and like his billboard was blasted everywhere I had uh. to drive and it's like all right and then and then and he's a nice guy and he's really smart and he's probably driven and like I'd see him randomly in LA I'd like drive by and I'd see him with his backpack like going somewhere to get work done and it's like the guy's hustling you know what yeah. I mean he's 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 got like family problems Is at somebody home somebody I know me I don't know he's uh, 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 can you say his name quietly um yeah put the hold on, put He's a super oh, okay, nice guy. Okay. It's not that, but that <laughs> isn't that crazy? But he's like, yeah. that guy's killing it. Yeah. And he's done it like same I amount of time as me. I wonder what his formula is. Like I've seen him. He's got like comedy special. Wow. Albums, uh, seller. Co- you know what I mean? Is and it bad like, if we mention his name on the podcast? He's been on the show. It doesn't okay. matter. And I'm not going to mention it for my own, how bad I look. You know oh, what I mean? I don't think you look bad. I think we all have people that we compare ourselves to. Like I, you know, I'll, and it's not even like a shady thing either. Like there's people I just really admire. Like I really admire Nikki Glaser. I really yeah. admire Amy Schumer. Like I really, uh, there's a, like Eliza Schlesinger. I can't even say her name. Schlesinger. Yeah. Schlesinger. Nikki was I, on the podcast. I just look at them and I go, ago. oh wow. Like I, I really admire what they're doing and, and like they're kicking ass. You know what's funny about Nikki is that her serious XM show is called You Up. Yeah. This podcast used to be called You Up. Uh, and then we had her as a guest on this podcast. Oh, no. I'm not blaming and her for stealing it. it. No. We changed it because my co-host was like, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. And she was like, you should change the name. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. Like, fuck it. Nikki told you to change the no, name no, or no. your co-host? No, no, no. My co-host. Okay. And then, and, then two, and then literally two years later, Nikki starts a show called You Up. But like mm. Jared Freed's got a show called You Up. It's, it's kind of a hack term, okay. like You Up. Like it's totally, you know, it, whatever. But, yeah. but it was interesting to be like, oh, shit. Because it, this is still called like the slug for this like you you can change the name of the show but you can't change like the rss feed so it's still oh. called you up the podcast dot libsyn.com you know what i okay. mean like it's still time stamped as that anyway it doesn't matter i'm Talk not petty about time stamps. Um, <laughs> but yeah you know, <laughs> i always say this like i'm like look it sounds petty to talk about like people that that you're like you know subtly obsessed with but like i think it's like take some balls but like, yeah that's the guy that i've like measured myself against and i'm not mm-hmm. proud of it but like you know what i mean like that's the tideline that's what i look at and yeah, it's like that's good it's good to have people that motivate you yeah like i be looking ahead well you, you know? look at guys like andrew schultz and of course he's done stand-up for a long time but i'm like he's killing it so hard with his social media and all these different things and it's like that's it's good to look at the people that are getting success and like sort of trying to break down how they're getting it and then apply it to yourself so like exactly. i'm not trying to change who i am on stage i'm not trying to do jokes the way they do them i'm just going 
oh shit, they must be doing something below the waterline, like iceberg style, that <laughs> I'm not doing. Iceberg style. You know what I mean? We only show up to the shows and see other comics and how they're doing. You don't necessarily see their writing process. No, you have no idea what of. they're working on, like what projects are up in the air. And yeah. then like even my friends, I mean, I bounce things by a few people, but most of my friends, it's like, I'll work on my shit. And then when it's, when they see it, they'll be like, Oh fuck it. I love that new bit. And it's like, okay. Cause it's been in my head for the last nine months, you know, but I've, it's finally like emerged in front of you guys. Yeah, That's iceberg shit. Iceberg shit. And I love coming home or coming back to the East coast. Cause I'll like do my new bits that like my friends haven't heard yet. You yeah. Know? Cause I've got those friends that come to every show, like non-comic friends, you know? Wow. You have friends that come there's, to every there's show. There's like three of them in New York that they're going to hop from show to show That's with me amazing. today. That's amazing. I don't have any friends like that. They're, they're like, we've seen your shit, Chrissy. We're done. I know. But you, you also live here. So like, yeah. I feel like they, they see me twice a year. So like, that's our big okay. thing. Yeah. Right. Because you're from up here. You're from Rhode Island. Rhodey. And we, yeah. and so last I saw you was at the Rogue Island Comedy Festival in Newport, Rhode Island. Was that your first time in Newport? Uh, Yeah, it was. How was it? I liked it. It was, it's very nautical. How white is that town? It's very white. I felt very comfortable there. <laughs> you blended right in. I was in. like, ooh, I feel not nervous. This is wonderful. And now, is this your natural red hair? Mm-mm. Is this, okay, what's your? No, I'm like a dark blonde. Like, I don't know. I, I put something on my eyebrows. Usually I would say, look at somebody's eyebrows. That gives you the answer. But, um. I put like a eyebrow pencil on here. Yeah, it's like a dark blonde. And What's I your like ethnic background? Norwegian and German. Oh wow, Norwegian yeah. German. So my natural color is probably like yours are like a little bit lighter. I'm starting to get gray. I'm turning 34 next week. Oh, you don't look. Is it. this my birthday episode? This is coming out on Monday. This will be the episode. Yeah, everyone happy wish birthday. me happy birthday. Patreon.com slash the sap. Join us. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm starting to get grays coming in, and I'm like, you can't. First of all, you can't really see them. Well, first of all, like, they don't look bad. Yeah, no, I mean, no, it's fine. Like, yeah. I would much prefer grays over like balding. Like, that's that's the yeah, thing that I feel like, sure. guys. Do you have do you, when you when you're like pursuing a guy or or filtering out guys what what are the no like what what what's like a no well for me dating is tougher because i have i've had a boyfriend for four years oh you oh i didn't know that <laughs> oh that's well that's that left hand turn so so what's that like then four years that's a long time it's um, especially for new york yeah it's the longest i've been with anybody do you guys live together we live together and then like it can very easily slip into like honestly it's when you move in with somebody it's like you're taking the convenience and you're and you're kind of like tossing away like the specialness of your relationship. Like it's that's the truth. It's like you kind of become roommates and like it's so easy to just slip into we're roommates now. Yeah, see you at the and end like, of the day. Yeah, see you, see you in the bed at the end of the night. Like when we both have like different schedules and he has a kid that he has oh, to see every other weekend. Wow. So it's like uh, we'll go sometimes a lot like a minute without like actual quality time and. So how do you how do you regulate and know what each other needs? Have you studied the five love really languages? It's really hard. I love the like, love languages book. Yeah, I've read that. Um, like, what's what do you need? I need physical touch and words of affirmation and quality time. And but I also like the older I get, the more I like acts of service too. Like. If you clean up the kitchen or if you, like, pick up your clothes that have been on the floor for, you know, a <laughs> month, that, like, legit turns me on and makes me feel so good. You it, know? You're such a woman that you've listed 60% of the thing of the love language. I know. I'm like, I, all of them? Tasha go, Tasha's gifts? like, I need this, but I need that, but I need this. It's, and it's like, I know, what you, I know yeah. what you mean. The right answer is all of them. I love <laughs> gifts, too, but, like, not everyone's a great gift giver. So it's like... Um, the, I think the point is, is like always being really vocal about what you want, which I still truly really struggle with because, uh, the way I was raised, it's like, I just was not getting my needs met. My parents weren't like paying attention to my emotions at all. Like I was the youngest. I felt like it was my job to sort of take care of my parents' emotions. So welcome to stand up comedy. Right, Didn't like get the attention yeah. you needed. Um, That's so yeah. me. I talk about that in therapy too. I and I just saw this thing online in that like, um, like the children tend to develop as adults the traits that would have saved their parents. Wow. And That's it's, deep. it's like I think it's still on my Instagram stories, the, uh, the and, I, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, "Whoa, that's so deep!" And, and when you say save the parents, you mean just what they yeah, lack? Yeah, the psychology says as adults we try to develop the character traits that would have rescued our parents. Oh, I'm gonna have to like screen grab that and post it on our Instagram. You've got another two hours before it goes <laughs> away. Now it's saved in my phone. That's wild. So yeah. you, so you didn't get our parents still together? 
They, yeah, they were still married. My mom died in August. Oh, I'm so, sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, and Mother's Day's coming up, so oh I'm about gosh. to get real drunk in like a month. Jesus so. Christ, yeah, I'm sorry to hear yeah, that. Yeah, I know, it's okay. It's like, it's it seems really so surreal. Like, part of me thinks like, oh, she's just still in Florida, and I just haven't seen her in a while. I've, you know? I've struggled in the last couple of years with just like, seeing my parents like just not being that healthy they're they're dieting okay. now they're dieting like doing keto and stuff but like they both struggle with like their weight and things that like yeah you'd my hate. mom did too a lot yeah. she's obsessed and i think that's like why i grew up like a little bit obsessed with my weight too definitely through college like now i'm better but um they put it yeah. in different you know addictions some some drink some it's like it's their weight and for my mom like she doesn't have a drinking problem and her weight's not terrible she plays tennis she, but like it's something she's never as an adult human been, been okay able to with. be okay. And, I, and, yeah. and and don't get me wrong. I, uh, the place where I'm staying, I'm staying at Doug Key's place. Cause oh, I used to live there. God. They left sugar cookies out wow. and I ate one and I was like, Dave, stop it. Because every time I walk by, I'm going to eat one and, and you think that you're not noticing. And then eventually there's going to be none left and they yeah. know there's only two roommates. So they're going to be like, Who the, did you eat them? No, I didn't eat them. I fucking Dave ate but all the cookies. Don't leave anything out in the common area <laughs> that you're not willing to like have eaten. People that aren't addicted to sweets don't understand like I'll, I don't understand what like a cocaine addiction is, but if it's anything like how bad I want oh, sugar, really? and like like don't eat the cookies. Obsessive? It's like obsessed. You know what helps me with sugar is like eating more protein and eating sour foods. Oh, um, okay. Like any kind of kimchi or like pickles or um, and I find like if I'm exercising regularly and like getting enough water, all that stuff like helps you not worry about sugar as much. You know, it's if I go, I try to go three days without sugar that's what like flushes it out and then um but like you know when i say sugar i mean pizza anything kind of carbs is like yeah, breaks okay. down into sugar so like anything carb wise i go out to, like in la I'm, I'm i'm good about not going to the jack-in-the-box i used to i mean when i first moved to la i gained 15 pounds i like that really i did i lived in a fi- wow. fifth floor walk up in new york so i do this slice of pizza but i'd be running around town moved to la in my car kind of stress eating between everybody's in their car you're all in the your time. car so you're like all right well i'll get the coffee at um i'll get the coffee there and now i get like you know i I still love coffee, but it's coconut milk. It's 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 not. I don't need to put sugar in my coffee. It's gotta be like pared down. Yeah. But I'll have like last like I've had so much pizza. Like I'm I'm food hungover right now. I'm just like bloated uh, and you know. The pizza here is so fucking good. You got it. You got it. Yeah. And I and I earned this by like eating healthy the last like month. I'd be like, I eat healthy. I can go to New York and enjoy a few things, and then Aww. I'm not gonna eat some shit pizza in L. A. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but what were we talking about? Yeah, it's just addictions are like they present themselves in different ways, and like, my, my, yeah. So like, from my mom was. My mom, my my mom's parents struggled with, a, a like alcohol, and and she sort of like her addiction became food, and it's like that comfort of like stress eating when something's oh not going well, God. and you're like, get some fucking and like food. the hiding too. <laughs> like my mom always was really never happy about her weight, and it sucked because it's like this is your mom, you love her, and you want her to like feel good about herself, even like as a grown ass you know 60 70 year old woman like still not good like not cool with and herself if they're, and in if terms they truly feel good about themselves as a bigger person fine like that's yeah. fine it, yeah it's it's more like you want to see their happiness and yeah. i and in in the idea of like you know you know in, in my 30s i've i've struggled the last couple times i've gone home to see my family to the point of like even just like not like breaking down crying but like feeling bad for them gentle sobbing no yeah i feel i feel bad like for my like in the past and i currently do like my dad's still alive i feel bad for him a lot i mean but i also have like i'm really i have a lot of anger towards him because i don't feel like he did like the last few months of my mom like i don't feel like he did the all the right things like and i i don't like the way he treated her and he didn't fucking plan any kind of funeral he didn't like do anything there were never any plans made and like we all knew last few months okay she's not getting better and i'd be like dad are there any plans and he would he just did not want to acknowledge it. He was like ignoring it, ignoring it until finally the day she dies, everyone's in a scramble. Are we going to Florida? Are we not? And then he ended up not doing anything because, uh, like she has one good friend in Florida. She's like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to remember my friend that way. I don't do wakes. And then my brother and my sister were also like, yeah, we don't really want to see her like that either. And then I was like, okay, dad, please don't do a wake just for me and you, because I'm fucking really angry at him. He doesn't really know that. But I was like, yeah, don't do this just for me. And then he had no service whatsoever. All her friends are in long Island. So it, l- it was like up to me. Oh my I planned a whole thing at a restaurant. Uh, so she died in August. So I had something at, like the end of September 
And it was awesome. And all the while, like everybody in my, like my brother, sister, dad are all going, oh, why are you planning that? Nobody's going to come. Nobody's going to come out. Her friends are from four hours away. They're not going to come. And guess what? Everybody fucking came out and it was dope. And people had, did speeches and I had food catered and like, well, it was at a restaurant where like me and my sister both worked at Churchill's in Rockville Center and we would go there a lot as a family. So I was like, okay, this is a good spot. And it was awesome. And you know. I can I understand. Felt really good. I can understand when you have to do a lot of emo- like emotional labor and physical labor, and then people question it. And he goes, "You don't get the chance to question it. You d- you didn't dr- you drop the ball." And unfortunately, a lot of times, you know, like in a, in a you know one one person in the relationship will will be the one who just lets the other person do the things, mm-hmm. and when they're they're gone, it's like. Yeah, they dropped the ball. Exactly. So I can totally understand. You my know. mom was the person who called everybody. My mom was the person who made like holidays happen. Like she wasn't the best cook, but she would like try. And um, yeah, it would always be my mom would call and then pass the phone to dad for the, the obligatory, hey, what's up? And now that it's up to my dad to do the calling, like maybe I talk to him once a month. I'm sure there'll be a scenario in which he's going to impress you. And I no, it. but I'm sure like... It just might take time and his own. The problem I see with like that generation is like not doing the spiritual work. I really mean it. I'm not a woo, but like they don't do my mom's baby boomers. They're like no self-awareness, no self-improvement. It's like they're unable to look at themselves. I feel like my stepdad's a a religious guy and he comes from a religious family. His brother's a priest. It's like his, they're like super, they're pretty religious. And, um, and now that's kind of like their channel. He's also super charitable. He's like, he owns a construction company and whenever anyone needs, he does heating and air conditioning. So if like someone needs their heat on Christmas Eve, their heat's out, he's there. They can't afford it. He's paying like he's wow. And he doesn't. I'm. I've bragged more about him than he ever has about himself. Like it's just a thing. He's very charitable, but that that religious feeling doesn't always. You don't always tap into your spirit, the actual spirit, and like it's that generation, man. The second they have something important to say, they choke up. And I get it. I choke yeah. up too. But like I called him on Father's Day. Um, on the podcast last year to like tell him a specific thing I was thankful for. And I know I got him. Like I know wow. I fucked his day up just because like <laughs> no one shares shit, especially in the Catholic I church. I get it. Oh, right. And you guys are raised Catholic. Yeah. And the, and the idea is, is like, I, I mentioned this actually, I was on my Patreon episode. I mentioned this I was t- uh, to a friend, but like I met this shitty lady. She was just shitty. shitty la- she was shitty lady. <laughs> she was kind of shitting on my dreams and stuff. It was weird. It was a whole thing. But I, as angry as I was, after like 20 minutes later, I picked up the phone and called my mom and told her things. I probably never have actually told her. Like, I appreciate that you like appreciate what I do. I like, appreciate that you don't like, you know, like if I like my mom, like she gets it. She gets like, look, it's not about the small things or like the stupid job, whatever you're doing, what you love, blah, blah, blah. And it's so important. And we talk, you know, our audience is probably a pretty young audience. Like pick up the fucking phone and call the people and just tell them. And then when you realize how hard it is to, to get out truth, then you realize, wow, how important it is. If you're literally choked up because you can't say what you feel to the people that you love, uh, you, I mean, start by writing it down or something. Yeah, that's what my therapist says. She's like, if it's hard <laughs> for you to like say things directly to people, which I am one of those people, like writing emails is an easier way. Just get it all down. Like get a messy ass draft. That's why it's it's like out of your head. It's like at least it's down, and then you can like edit and then maybe send it. Later it's, on. it's so interesting. It's so easy for me to tell Tasha all the things I care about and all that. But family is different. Yes. You're imprinted on a youth. Like we have like my mom and I will will end the conversation probably half the time saying I love you. But it's the quickest. I love you. OK. Oh, good yeah, to see my you dad too. It's like he barely says it. <laughs> it's and like, I'm like what was that? It, huh? We get you it know? up. But I don't <laughs> go, mom. I love you. Thank you. Wow. You know, it's like yeah. one of those things. It's just like we tr- well, we're trying. We're tr- and that's cordial. kind of like we're just like I feel like. I feel like our generation is like we've been inherited this giant ball of Christmas tree lights and like yeah, we, we just are trying it. to untangle this shit. And yeah. it's so much it's so much easier to like leave it in the attic, throw it <laughs> out, buy a new roll and all that. But like do you with your boyfriend, like what's your communication like aside from knowing what you need? Does he tell you what he needs or is he you're just kind of like, he's guess. very good. Yeah, he's a very vocal Gemini and he's Italian. So he's like strong verbally you know like he's always good about telling me what he wants and like if i if i upset him or like do something that hurts his feelings he's always like very good and forthcoming about it whereas i was raised to like stuff it all down and that any kind of uh uh, talking about your feelings equals you are making too big a deal of it 
anything. Like I, I remember growing up, like uh, if I complained about anything or was upset about anything, it's like, oh, you're making a big deal. So it's like, oh, you so you were kind of taught through actions to to just not mention just suck it up the issues you're having. The, the complaints, the, the resistance and all that. My sister and I joke, like, if we had a family crest, like, it would be an eagle carrying a banner that said, just deal with it, you know? Yeah. I have yeah. a hard time with that as well. Yeah. With telling telling my lady all the, like, the really hard things that are happening. It's a lot of, it's a, as an introvert, I think she is, I think, and I don't want to put thoughts in her head, but I think it's very hard for her to, like, deal with my energy. With my like emotions. What are you guys like astrologically? We're both Taurus. Okay. I'm May first and she's May eighth. I don't know what that means. I would need to like look. I'm also learning how to like decipher natal charts. So it's like, of course, it's not just about your sun sign. It's like your moon sign. You know how the planets were arranged when you were born. It's um, insane. It's, it's I don't know, know anything about it. It's not. It's no crazier than anything else that could make yeah. us how we are. Right. But all I know is like the one thing that saved my relationship is I think empathy. So if we fight as mad as I can get, as defensive as I can get, I kind of see the, ch- it sounds creepy. I can see the child inside of her that's, oh, that's just good. trying to express. That's really good. Even if she's literally wants to punch me, I just, I just empathize with somebody who can't tell me her real feelings mm-hmm. and I let her kind of burn off whatever that is. And I would hope she would do the same for me. That's really good. That's super mature. We've yeah. just studied. Our last episode was about, we talked about, um, and I'll send you this article. What happens is we'll fight and then I'll go walk the dog. The dog loves it because he gets lots of walks when we fight because we live in a fucking <laughs> building. I just so you each take turns walking the dog? I walk the dog. when, when we fight. I go, I got to get out of your area. I got to move. Okay. I, gotta, I, I do it for her sake. If, I, if it was up to me, I'd fight. Like, like, you know, have a conversation That's how me forever. and my ex were. We would, the fights were so bad and so toxic. Like, there would be no break. Because he was like, uh, we were both really emotional. We were both water signs. So it just would, like, it would just never end. And it, we'd be fighting to, like, 2, 3 in the morning. And then I'd have to be at work at, like, 9. Yeah. And it would be just crying and screaming at each other. It was, like, so That's bad. That's what I would prefer. I would Ooh. prefer that over going to bed angry. That's what I would prefer. But she I fights guess, like a match. Yeah. You light that match, you've got that amount of time to figure shit out. And then and then and then it in 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 what we learned we're the, so so we will fight and then I'll google like why the fuck is my chick such a cunt? You know, I'm just <laughs> like So like my google's <laughs> like what is like what's up? <laughs> but I'll li- yeah, I will I'll be like why does she That's get funny. so angry when I'm, you know what I mean? Because like I've talked to a lot of people i've i've done the pot i've I, and i still sometimes don't get it i found this article and i, I, I we talked about it at length last episode and it's about uh, anger and anxiety and how it triggers our limbic system to fight or flight okay. so it's n- so even though she's not being robbed even though i'm not stealing her iphone on a subway she's got fight or flight mentality way quicker than i do because for her that's survival that's okay. the sur- and it's so So whether she's fighting with me or she sees a dark guy in an alley, it's like, fuck that. And that's, I don't blame her for that. She's going to have that for the rest of her life. I mean, you can have. Was it from something or just like the uh, way she deals with We talk about it all the time. You know, we've all, we've all had, you know, know, I think part of, I think part of her being so like closed off and not wanting to talk is just like parents not giving her the space she needed. They're great people, but like she was the first child. No boundaries. Take the lock off the door. And she's also just a smart ass. Love her to death. But like when it comes to fighting and shit, I'm sure. And she, she admits to it. So I'm not like talking shit. She'll just be like the shit. She'll talk back to her family. Not, not even now. You don't see it now at all. Now that she lives far away. And I see it with my sister too. When my sister got out of the house, she became a much like they're just the fights are less. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what it was. So now we live in a small studio apartment and we'll all come home even with happy energy and it and it'll still trigger literally her limbics so now like the the new joke is like if something's going on I'm like oh your 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 limbics are flaring up honey what's Aww, going on but it's but it's like <laughs> if we can if we know we love okay it's like it's like in a relationship if you know you love each other if you know like you want to work for towards things and they always say oh relationships are hard it doesn't have to be in a bad way but if you know that there's some science behind why someone's a raging dick to you yeah, for no reason or like actual events in their life yeah yeah and then you go and then that's where the empathy comes in because you go this isn't a horrible person i fell in love with this person the moment i met them Aww. i think they're great people yet somehow when we started dating like it almost it go it almost got to that 
that few that fuse became lit where it's like okay now that i've given you like the the close part of my heart the second i think you're gonna fuck this up i'm kicking you out oh yeah i know that feeling like you just have to i yeah because like i had a little thing with my boyfriend where like i just like you know found something on his phone and i was like oh fuck this like i (laughs) I, it it really and it's and this was years ago and it still fucks with me yeah it's still something that i think about that fucks with my trust and it's like you're flaring your limbics my limbics get flared and um, (laughs) uh, i'm so quick to just like (laughs) shut it down and kick somebody out anyway that like the second i see anything like i you're protecting yourself yeah and that's what strong like independent women do they go fuck you and then it takes a strong man to be like to, to not necessarily not listen, but hear what they're saying and go, okay, let me admit where I'm wrong. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Blah, blah. Were, were you able to talk about it? Was we it did. Like, less I, uh, I, it's something I probably should like bring up again with my therapist. Cause it's not, I mean, this happened years ago and it's like still a wound. You know what I mean? It's not all, I haven't forgotten about it. Like I, that's like, maybe that's how I am. I just fucking remember everything. Like yes. forgive, <laughs> but don't forget. <laughs> Never forget. So Italian. And like, <laughs> which I'm not Italian forget. at all. I just am a Scorpio. He's Italian. You got to play by his He's rules. Italian. Yeah. And sometimes like it, I'm so used to just stuffing down my feelings all the time. Cause I go, Oh, it's not big enough. Don't bring it up. It's not a big enough deal. Or if you do bring it up, you're just going to hurt their feelings. Um, especially if it has to do with like money or sex, you know what I mean? Like things that are touchy. Um, so I'm just like, eh, don't bring it up. But then like, he'll bring up something that bothers him. And then that triggers, well, and then all the shit that I have feelings about come up because it's like, well, I guess we're talking about our feelings now. Yeah. Like you think you're hurt, your feelings are hurt. Well, I got this, this, and this for you. And then like, it becomes a victim contest. And then it's right, which it shouldn't be. And it shouldn't take somebody bringing up their feelings for you to bring but up that's yours. what happens when you hold when you hold on to things then it becomes a court case where it goes well i'll present my evidence bitch <laughs> and that's what yeah. it becomes and then it's like okay well that's that's also a separate tangled uh christmas tree like that's a separate yeah. like and that'll happen in people in relationships you gotta you gotta it sucks you, get, well, you just gotta know that you gotta start it's almost like with the multi-goal like it's you gotta start with mm-hmm. the biggest problem try to try to work on that and then, like, if you're worrying about the little nitty-gritty things because you've solved everything else, fine. Like, you know. Right. But, like, also, when, when it's just – when it's when they're little issues, you can not put them away, but also kind of, like, like, like Tasha can't cook food without burning every pan. She cooks really? at full blast. Oh, she's wow. horrible. So she can't cook. She, she doesn't she – does, she does the crock pot. That's a safe thing. It sets the timer – we have these cast iron pans. Or do if a rice cooker. She's got that. Yeah. If you do a, if you light a cast iron pan hot, it's gonna fucking burn the house down. And like like full blast. You got to like little bit, and yeah, it takes slow. a little time to heat. And she'll and then and then she'll and then she'll make noodles and leave them in the pan and put the pan in the fridge when she's done. What? And then the next morning. And this is funny because she's such a neat freak. Wow. But this is it. And then the next morning, I'm it's running a out pan the door. In the fridge. I'm trying. Oh, it's a well, like a yeah, like a what's it called? Like a sauce pot type of thing. Yeah, That's but still, weird. yeah. So then, and then we have a we have a million little Pyrex containers and all yeah. that. Yeah. But then the next uh, morning, I'm running out trying to boil a couple eggs before work, and then I see that and I go, God damn it! <laughs> fucking gotta put your shit away. And it's like, and that's the thing okay. that bothers me. And it's that's not reasonable. not. It's not a big issue, but it's one of those. It's like, okay, this isn't something I present when we have other shit going on okay. because then it's going to be, well, you know, and it's one but of But what if it's a kitchen related thing? Then you will bring it up? Well, not in a sense. I, I have brought it up and I've taken photos of the thing in the fridge <laughs> and, I've, and, I've, and I've just, you, you know, evidence. but it's like, it's like, you know, when you, when you just live with roommates and you're just like nitpicking, yep. like, well, you don't do that. And it's like, look, I'm not trying to nitpick. There's a million things she does, but God, like, you right. gotta it's so stop. Hard when your roommate is your fucking girlfriend or boyfriend. It's so hard. Cause you have to have two separate dynamics. Like I almost wish that I didn't live with my boyfriend because I think our relationship would be better. I think the, I think the sex would be better. I think there'd be more romance. I think it's all just like ruined by living with <laughs> the person because you fucking take each other for granted. You can compartmentalize. And then, you know, if one person's a slob or one person doesn't clean up, like that stuff affects your relationship. Yeah. Like, I've, I've, I've worked hard to, to get to the level of cleanliness she likes. Like we used to fight every time before a podcast because it would be 20 minutes beforehand. I'm setting up gear and she's like, the house is destroyed. Now the house isn't destroyed. You know what I mean? There's a dust bunny somewhere. Yeah. But like wow. she, but, but now it's like, okay, if you need, you're right. We should have the house. Like it, it is a good excuse to like immaculately clean the house. So every like you, we normally podcast on like Sundays or Saturdays. 
or even Mondays, whatever. But like, it'll be we'll put the time into really clean the house because you should clean it anyway. So it's kind of like, all right, fine. Like, if this makes you feel better, then I need to do a better job of like cleaning because yeah, you're right. I am a guy who like I didn't make the bed. I didn't do yeah, any of that shit. No gross. one ever told me to. Right. No, my mom was too busy working. Like she, yeah. was, no one ever told me to like do it. So now we got like the Dyson cordless vacuum. My fucking oh yeah, uh, yeah. I got like I have a uh, shark vacuum. It's like really great. light and sexy. It's like gray and orange. It's like Is it cordless? I love it. No, oh, I this like that it has a one. cord. This one you just plug in. It's only got 20 minutes and it's got a trigger. You so have 20 you, minutes, wow. You don't, or if you put it on the blast mode, it's eight minutes. But you're only wow. blasting the things you're doing. So you go okay. low mode on all the floors and you just blast for all the dust just bunnies. Just blast. Just blast it. Anyway, we got to get out of here. We're approaching the end. Um, we didn't talk about, we really touched on a lot of subjects. You'll have to come back on because okay. I think I liked, I liked the goal setting we talked about and I, and, um, and how that applies to, and, and, and also I, you know, I, sometimes I always feel like I should do more research about my guests before I you get feel on. Like what? I should do more research about my guests before I get on, but then I stumble <laughs> upon really. nice things. Yeah. I didn't know you were in a relationship. Um, yeah. one thing that we do, um, when we talk about gifts, we, we, uh, Tasha and I make homemade soap, so I wanted to give you some soap. Are you kidding? This we is amazing. We make homemade soap, and you know, I, you know, I think people appreciate it because <gasps> look at that. It's a nice. Are you kidding it's, me? Yeah, it's good soap. This is so nice. This is like something you would buy at Lush. Right? Did it's you good. Make this we soap? make that coconut oil. You guys. Different vegetable oils. It smells so good. Uh, the bottom one is peppermint, and the top one it might be. I think it's um, orange oils and this eucalyptus. This is amazing. I love this shit. And yeah. and like I actually have these kinds of like bar soaps in my bathroom right now and I'm going to replace them because they're, they're getting small and weird and I'm going to use these new freshies. Good. Yeah. And it's <gasps> and it's um wow. it's a neat it's I'm a fun touched. thing. It 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 for our relationship. I mean, we we fucking can't do. It. We we couldn't do any teamwork at all. We couldn't How long have you guys been together? 5 years. Okay. We couldn't do anything. We started making a soap like 4 years ago. We probably make it once a year. We make like big. We make a lot. It, you, you make it like wow. brownies, like a sheet of brownies. Yeah. Cut it all up. You have to let it sit. How do cut you it make up. Soap? It's it in, it's it involves a, uh, a chemical process, saponification. That's how you make soap. And it, you have to you have to boil or not boil, but you have to heat all the oils. Even like the, the coconut oil, the olive oils, all the different oils have to be wow. heated to 125 degrees. And then you Just mix make it. make it in the oven? No, you, you heat it in like a giant saucepan. And then we have like, sp we have specific um, tools we use just to make the soaps. We don't cook with any of this shit. And then you have. This is a hefty square. This is not a chintzy little. No, so we make, we make maybe 75 of those in a batch. It's Holy it's a big shit. thing. Anyway, let me know what you think of it. It's all, the coconut oil. It's you can't use store bought soap once you use this. It's just this is too it's good. It's so much better. It lathers like it it, it it's yeah. It's anyway. Uh, and we don't we we, wow. we we sold it a little bit during Christmas. But you like, could sell these. We don't try to. It's not. I'm not trying to be one of those. You could sell this for like twenty dollars. Well, so we have. We have on our Patreon a tier if people do want to buy it, a but soap I don't tier? push it. I'd rather people join the the Friends with Benefit tier, which is just the all the podcast episodes, because that's the least amount of work I have to do. Okay. Because that's just like I already upload all the episodes, and it's something you could do. Yeah. But you've got a Patreon, so I tell us about Patreon. yours. Uh, yeah, I just started like a month ago, and I have I have three tiers, and like the the highest tier in like you get a gift every month. So it's like I have T-shirts, like I just made merch, like I have tote bags, I have T-shirts. Oh, and I think I'll send them like maybe free tickets to shows or like a autographed headshot or something. And I have to do that. And I have, but I also don't really know how it works. Like I don't know if I've gotten any Patreon money yet. If it's actually like hit my bank account, like, yeah. I have to, I have to really like see what's going on there. It's an exciting community. It's it's so humbling that we've got people that have joined the Patreon that like downloaded the app. And I mean, it takes a lot. It it takes a lot of mental work to put your to type your credit card into something. It's one it thing does. to be like like the podcast, hit yeah, the like does. button. But for someone to be like, all right, I'm gonna take this out. I like these guys. I'm gonna support them. And then some people they just want to support. They're like, I don't even want. You know, we give everyone yeah. a postcard you know when they join. I'm gonna take a picture of my feet because there's a Patreon guy who's like more foot pics. And now that I'm thinking of it, you <laughs> know what? Those are nice. He deserves a good foot pic. The, you, what, you can't really what, tell. What's the color of those um, toenails? What do you call uh, that? Like a lime green. I did lime like a green lime toenails. green for Easter. But then you have to make sure your shoes are nice too. Like I'm not saying these women. These feet people are like, you know. Yeah. You, you got to take a good foot pick. Oh, man. If if you saw my toes, you'd. Are they bad? I'd lose Patreon. They would just take my money. Yeah. I got I, sports. Sports have wrecked my toes. Um, what sports did you play? Uh, well, baseball, uh, when you pitch, you do this weird pivot move and it just like wrecks your feet. 
It's like what dancers get when they get like foot dancer toe. I was a gymnast and a diver. And oh. That didn't really. I think it fucked up my ankles, honestly, because they crack a lot. Well, we get um. So like in, on our shoe, this isn't interesting to anybody. You burn a hole right here through your cleats, just in this one. Only on your right foot if you're a right-handed pitcher, because it's just the way you pivot and you put all of your body wow. weight pushes off that one spot so okay. like the other day it was like our first game back and i could feel after my second inning that like the skin was gone on my toe <gasps> and it won't happen again this year but i could feel like i had to like rip off it up, the whole thing all it. happened at once and i was like i'm not going to untie my shoes i don't want to see i have and anyway wow. anyway super exciting hope you guys enjoy listening to this while you eat your food um <laughs> But so, do you know what your Patreon name is, or or do you want it's me to? It's just Chrissy Mayer. Yeah, you can just M-A-Y-R. like M A Y R M C H R I S S I E M A Y R. Yeah, please uh, join. I'm gonna probably start a podcast that I'll put on here. Right now, it's just pictures of me, like, um, and little videos. Like, I'll expand on videos that I do that I post, you know, on regular social media. Did you kick the r- kick around the idea a while before you did it? Because I was I kicked it around for a very long time. I didn't want to do it. I was like, look, I'm not going to do something if no one shows up. It's yeah. like throwing a birthday party. Like that no this, one goes you know, to. I'm trying to do more pictures of me like working out. Oh, um, cool. And this is a like I'll do interviews. Like this is an interview with the, I did a show at the Bronx Beer Hall. So this is a guy who like works at the beer hall. Is funny. And then I'll have like I'll try to do more pictures like this because oh, I know like that's what people are really on here yeah. for all my patreon is like all dudes so it's I like tell that to tasha i'm like show a little slide a little nipple in get I some need people to, like post more like nudes on here and then i'm like <laughs> oh this is like when i went and did sirius xm it's like a like here's cut what together, you need to do you can video. record a good conversation on your iphone next time you're doing a road really? gig or something do it on your iphone seriously the audio is i mean as long as like this might be bad audio but if you're in a car or if you're at like a co- having a good conversation, I know like Doug Key and Mark Norman were having a fun chat, huh. and and they just were like, all right, let's fucking turn the phone on and talk about it, and then they they wow. throw it on the Patreon. I I try to record with this because I have this gear, but like people people want to absorb your content if they like you, so I I'll, need to I'll post put, more nudes. Yeah, <laughs> I'll put your the link to your Patreon in our <gasps> link here. That's amazing. So if anyone wants to support. Um, you know, and people, you know, you can do one-time donations. If people just want to be like, hey, I want to throw you a cup of coffee. It's like, look, you can, and I, again, yeah. it's, I, I prefer pitching other people because it's l- less shameless than when I pitch myself. <laughs> but it's like, li- literally, someone can throw you $4 on your Patreon. I think you can. And then be like, look, here's a coffee for the next time you're having a writing session. And you're literally really contributing nice. to someone who's out there trying to do their thing. So yeah. it's not a big deal, but like we got ours. I mean, I'll share the numbers because it's not nothing. I'm crazy. It's crazy. It's not crazy. Like some people have like 30 grand, but oh we started God, a couple yeah. months ago. We got 14 patrons after Patreon takes their thing. We're at $111. That's really good. And it's like, I pay m- money every month to host this. I do all that. And I yeah. never once through my own guilt, my own, whatever felt like I had to value anything. I didn't think people would show up. It's not yeah. the right size, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, these people are like, shut up. We sold soap to somebody over Christmas. He paid us more than we were charging. He's like, this is worth more. And You're I was right. like, I politely, I was like, I don't What did agree. you charge? This is like some... Well, so those we charged... sell this we were, at a Christmas... We were charging these thing. at a standard um, price that you'd pay at like a, at like a um, what do you a call it? A boutique, like a yeah, sub which, which is like six or, or seven dollars each. Yeah. But we, we made... You charge more. We, we did enough so that when we sold them, because we were shipping them, we'd put them all in one of those $5 flat fee boxes. So we, that was a $35 box. But one of our podcast listeners paid fifty dollars. I was like, "Dude, wow. thanks, man." But also, like, "Fuck," you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like thanks, I appreciate fuck. it. <laughs> but like, so like, you know, just well, we got to get out of here. But like, uh, this bar of soap—if you charge it, for, if you sell it, if it's a seven-dollar bar of soap, it still costs three. It costs three bucks to make. It's not worth my time. Each you, of those for ten dollars. You think so? Yeah. There, you look to use it. Take a photo. Put it on your Patreon. I will. I will. I'll and, take um, a nude with this soap, Dave, <laughs> and I'll put uh, one soap over each tip. It's so creepy that I, that we yeah. give these to people because I'm. I mean, I'm appreciative this that you gonna, were receptive. I'm gonna rub this on my body. It's you something <laughs> you can actually use. Yeah, you no, know that's I mean? really cool. So many times you give something like you know, no offense, you know, like people buy merch and sometimes it's just they're buying it to support you. Like they never, they never, they'll never even pop the CD in or whatever. Yeah. But it's nice to be like, no, no, no. You like I tell my like, uh, we we give this to our family and it, uh, we. Like bring it in like giant Ziploc bags on our flights. It, it's super so heavy nice. when you when you put like forty yeah. of those in a bag. Like super heavy. And then TSA every single time thinks I got coke. And I'm like smell thinks it. It's coke. It looks like bri- it looks like bricks of coke when you have when you like have it in trays. Coke comes in bricks. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I could totally smoke coke in those. I could put bags of coke in those when it dries. Good idea. Coke and just soap. like that's a seventy dollar bag of soap. <laughs> Why? Yeah, you, could, you could 
really make a soap around a bag of cocaine? Yeah. Well, no, we, now we're just like starting a new business. So I think we should. <laughs> <laughs> we could totally. You could hide anything in there. I mean, I, we, we've considered like maybe even like because when you make it, it's like hot, but it's sort of um, liquidy. Like kind okay. of like a bra- it's kind of like a brownie batter. And yeah. then by th- by day two, it's hard, but you can still cut it into its shapes. Yeah. So I was like thinking, what can we stick in there? Like even like, you know, like stick like a sex toy or something. Like something that's like podcast themed. Dried flowers. Oh, right. No, but like We didn't talk about sex. I know. Part two. Part two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next time I'm in town, we'll do part two. Thank you so much yeah, for doing it. Yeah, come here. We'll come to the same yeah, spot. This, uh, this is my official podcast studio from now oh, on. Oh, good. We'll yeah. Take, we'll take a photo here for the podcast good. and then let people see where we've been podcasting okay. from. Um, social media, all that. How can people find you? Yeah, everything is at Chrissy Mayer, C-H-R-I-S-S-I-E-M-A-Y-R, Instagram, Twitter. I have a Facebook fan page. I have a Patreon. Um, you know, DM me for nudes. You know the deal. <laughs> oh, and I wanted to... Um, I wanted to share the numerology behind this episode, which I, because I, I, I never do this. So this is episode 334, and the significance and meaning of angel number thir- 334 is this. Um, uh, the a- 334 represents joy. The birth angels are telling Ooh. you that joy will be coming your way very soon, right? Really? So that's it. This, is, this episode's about joy. Um, that th- was my grandma's, like, favorite word. Joy. Like she was, yeah, she just had like posters around her house and like everything said joy. Well, there you go. It's meant to be. Yeah. So now we know. Episode 334. Chrissy Merritt, thanks so much for uh, letting for me come me, to Dave. your uh, tower here. Anytime. This podcast. <laughs> Anytime. Just let yourself in, you know, whenever okay. you want. Uh, next, next round, we talk about sex. Okay. <laughs> See right. you for part two. Bye, everybody. Bye. Well, that was the episode, everybody. I hope you enjoyed. One more shout out from Tasha Courtney. Say hey. Say ho. Hey. Say hey ho. Hey ho. Hoo, ha. Hoo, ha. Okay, <laughs> so that was it. And again, if you guys love us so much and you're overcome with the positivity and all the optimism and all the love that we're sharing, go to patreon.com slash the sap. And if you can't afford to sign up for our monthly membership, just say hi. You can see some of the free content I'm posting on there, some blog posts and this and that. Throw some, po- uh, some photos up there. And it's just a private way for us to keep in touch. Love you guys so much. Thank you. Have a great week. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.